Previously on the Way Up North podcast. They should have like, killed to... Leia in the second movie. They had the perfect chance to kill Leia in the but second movie, and then they, they brought her back, and, and then it was they, so they dumb. Mary Poppins her back into the ship, and I remember watching that in theaters with you and looking at you and being like, did that just happen? So that dumb. is the worst. So that, that, that's the worst one, though. Like, Last Jedi is the worst. And now, part two of the John Petrie experience. And my thought behind it being the worst Star Wars movie is just purely based on the story, like itself. Like, I don't think, I think Ryan Johnson, and I think that he is a great filmmaker because I think that the movie he made after it. Uh, Knives Out. I haven't seen Knives Out. I've wanted. I've heard it. A lot of people have said really good things. It's got great reviews. I think he is a guy who likes to flip things on its head. And Star Wars is one thing you do not want to flip on its head because you're going to piss off a lot of people. And that's what he did. And I think that's what he was trying to do. So uh, I think I wouldn't say because I was listening back and it was a little quiet on my end. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have to compress my mic or something, huh? Hey. Can you hear me, people? Huh? Oh, hey. Oh, oh, hey. oh, hey. oh hey. Testing one, two. We All good? Right, anyways. All right. <laughs> um, so, Last Jedi. Um, I don't know if I think the story is the worst. I think that. I think the Rise of Skywalker story, I would say, is worse. Um, just because it's so much and so. It's. Where uh, the Rise of Skywalker has too much plot. Do you um, think part of the reason why that is is because they kind of were like? It's because they had the last movie didn't for, do anything. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Is they kind of had to make they kind of put two movie plots into one movie. My, my thing with Ryan, so the, my thing, so where, um, where the Rise of Skywalker fails is too much plot, not enough substance. Where Last Jedi fails is it's like. It's so much substance. I'm like, what is this? What is even yeah. happening here? And then there's no story. No. What is a dog chase for like a minute? That so. What really makes me mad about the the sequels is that. So you have the you have the uh, prequels, right? You have young Anakin. That story, that moment. You pick up the story like ten years later. Yeah. All right. You have that story. Jump forward another five years. You have that story. Then you jump. 20 years and you have that story another four years or so you have that next so on like that i think what that does is that it causes you to fill in the blanks and it makes the universe feel bigger you know it feel it makes it feel more lived in like there's more stuff going on yeah like all oh, these guys have like been up to stuff it's been a while when you have so the force awakens does something like that it picks back up is it a little vague on like the context sure because it's like the Republic exists, but it doesn't have an army. And their army is called the Resistance, which is just a weird word for rebel. But if it's the army that represents the standing why government, why is it called the Rebellion? Yeah. Like Resistance, you know? And then the First Order, I get... First Order, I had to look up a reason. I guess it's because it's based off of Palpatine's First Order. After he, di- or after he dies or whatever. And someone says, like, this is our First Order some crap like that i don't know but then so you have that that movie happens it's basically a retreading of number four i think that i think force awakens is good though i like force awakens i think a lot. i think one of the reasons it maybe benefits a lot is because of the fact that it's pretty much a retread of episode four 
yeah. of New Hope. It's, it's, it doesn't try to be anything different. It just does Star Wars, and I, and think, I think it does it. That decent. was kind of my hope with going into Last Jedi. Was I was like, okay, if we're gonna follow that trend, we get a new director because of how amazing uh, Empire is. I was hoping maybe we would get something as. And like, I think we could have, and I think that I think Ryan Johnson set up a great idea and then completely, completely ruined it. Mm-hmm. Completely ruined it. Now. Because what right. I was just so the whole thing the thing with like the last Jedi is so what are the things that make people mad? Luke Skywalker is kind of like an emo kid who like is hanging out on an island and he's not the hero he once was. I have no problem with that. I think that's cool. Well, the heroes change. Luke, Luke Skywalker was an emo kid to begin with. Well, you just I just Cass has never watched any of the Star Wars movies ever, like yeah. ever. So uh, her and I we watched New Hope. And she. This is her description. This is her. This is her description of him. He's literally a whiny kid who just. I want to go to Taji Station with the power converters. Well, we're supposed to go to Taji Station with some power converters. Like, (laughs) like he is a whiny. He is the whiny kid, though. Like George Lucas made him just this whiny little boy that somehow turns into this magnificent hero by the end. Goes on a hero's journey. Exactly. Comes the. Yeah, and what happens to Ray? Okay, I feel like I'm kind of slowly as you're describing okay. this, so getting on your side. So what's going on here is the the rise of Skywalker. You you um, are introduced to Luke Skywalker, right? First thing you see is Ray hands him the Last, lightsaber. Last Jedi. Ah, that's what I mean. I'm Last Jedi. Making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last Jedi. Sorry. And Ray hands him the lightsaber. Right. Grabs it. Throws it over his shoulder. Immediately. I was like, uh oh. I was like, okay, where's this going? Because I think that that's Ryan Johnson metaphorically Please. taking the baton mm. and saying, screw your I'm baton. Doing something different. I'm doing something different, that, Star Wars fans. I mean, that's exactly and I'm like, okay, think. this is interesting. Yeah. So where is he going with it? So then he sets up this dynamic where you have Ray and Kylo Ren kind of having to deal with um, Ray. Is being revealed to have some like connection to the dark side when she's on that island. She goes in that hole and she has this like mysterious like, oh, who are her parents? Or like, why was there the call to the dark? And blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then Luke Skywalker says something about the the uh, the Jedi failed because they're they didn't they think that they own the Force, the good side of the Force when then Luke kind of expresses this idea that the force kind of just is. Yeah. There's no good, no bad. And I think that that's a very interesting idea. And where I think that that movie fails is that you set up this dynamic where you have Kylo killing his master and kind of becoming a good guy in a weird way. Like a like a like an anti heroish sort of way. He wants Ray to join him, and where I think that story could have been really interesting is if Ray did go bad, and if Kylo did go good in like a gray area of like what is the Force. But then the movie just kind of is like, nah, Jedi's are cool. So yeah, and it, it doesn't of, set it up. It's it, just like, it, oh it yeah, Ray's like, I'm good. I am good in heart and soul, and I will. So I guess what out. I'm taking from what you said is, and I can agree with the sentiment, is that it's it sets up this whole idea that there is a gray area, and that there is, and it's the gray Jedi ever expressed, like through the Clone Wars, there right. it goes into like like 
the you know the gray jedi the gray jedi right and you know kind of being in, you know having a good balance of you know light and dark i think ryan johnson set it up i think you may be right to have that kind of be a thing and then just said ah never mind i'm gonna just go it's gonna go back to a good and bad yeah again. remember luke so pretty remember, much he was remember like, emo luke, he's here. a hero again they he's started good up, now and now like, he's dead personally like, this is what? how i feel this is how i feel That's i feel stupid. like kylo ren is the whiniest version of Anakin and Luke? Yep. Yeah. More fire. Because he's, he's literally screaming. But I feel like that's like he, Walker thing. For some reason, I think now Star Wars. For some reason, I feel like has to have the need to have a character that is just this whiny. But I don't feel like they're ever encapsulating what Luke was because, like you said, it's a hero's journey. Luke goes from. Tossy Shay, I want to get some power converters <laughs> to uh, which I is want to get some power converters. power converters. Which is, by the way, it's one of the best delivered lines in the world because it's just like because it sounds so it's so whiny. It's so whiny. It's, it's so it's so pathetic. It's so pathetic because he just wants to go to Tossy. He just wants to go to Tossy Station and get some power, power converters. <laughs> it's and then, but I feel like, in my opinion, the feelings that. Say like the 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 prequels had where they tried to kind of model Anakin a little after Luke, mm-hmm. especially in Episode One. Yeah, where like he was a, literally a whiny little kid who does who steps up and does a great thing. Does a great thing. Like granted, that movie has a lot of flaws itself. Mm-hmm. But you, being, you see the intention being one in giant one is manifested into one character. That of being Jar Jar Binks, which is a marketing ploy of like, hey, I want to have this one character. I have something I need to defend George Lucas on, though. I was, I'm always the kind of, I feel like through history, and my history with Star Wars, I've always kind of made fun of the fact that there was he does this. And you mentioned it earlier, movies are art, right? Yeah. And nothing is ever considered done. Mm-hmm. I feel like with art, it's just like, this is what I have, and this is like you put it out and like. A lot of movies that come out, I don't think are officially done. I feel like there's things that people wish they could change. George Lucas has had the luxury that he's been able to kind of adapt his movies and make them what they were. Because in his time, the technology didn't exist for him to make the movies what he wanted them to. Maybe he was thinking. So a lot of the right. special edition Star Wars that have come out that he's made at the original trilogy, I think people have kind of trashed on him for adding a lot of stuff that he, maybe he didn't necessarily need to. And I think maybe he did kind of go over the top. But you kind of have to defend the guy because that was his baby. And it's something that he wanted to make, and like now he—it's made, his. It's, it's his. not and yours. Now he's made it officially what he wants it to be. Maybe he, and I'm sure he could, if he wanted to, he could be like, "Hey, Star Wars, can we please? Hey, Disney, can we please add, you know, maybe this, you know, another singing scene to <laughs> to, 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 to Return to, of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi, because for some reason I, that movie just needs to add every I, singing scene. Yeah, with like, so with the special editions, I don't get why people like trash on them so much. I like, think it's because, like, sure, is there like a weird walking like? reptile beast that walks in front of the camera there are things that like he it's definitely, weird he, there's definitely things that he oh. i don't think he necessarily needed to add it makes the world feel more busy but it definitely makes the world feel more busy because yeah, it's it like oh there's more going on here seem and it's like oh it's like tatooine tatooine's a like it makes most seem like more like a city like it's actually has interaction it feels like a port like it feels like a travel place now the cgi that was done on it looks horrendous now Right, I think that, that maybe was, they should come out with another one. They should one. maybe redo it again. again yeah, and make why not? It look better. I don't see a problem with that. Because I def nice. Um, I definitely think 
I, I, I personally have to say that I admit I did kind of clown on him for that. But after having kind of explained to me, it's like, it's not a finished product. I kind of went, okay, you know what? I can't, f- you know, fret him for wanting to go back and work on something that he's done. Because as someone who, you know, makes something, you know, makes, you know, likes to make content, there's things that I wish I could go back and fix. You know, I, you know, a band I played in for five years, like a song that we maybe put out years ago, I wish I could go back and fix how, or maybe say, <laughs> maybe not do that at all. Or, you know, there's things I wish I could go back and take back. Yeah. So like he, but he has the luxury and had the luxury of being able to yeah. do that. So why can't, why should I shit on him for doing that? Right. When I mean, you know, he has that luxury of being able to fix those. Yeah, true. Um, so kind of going back to the, um, what's going on outside? Neighbors, they're breaking stuff. 10 o'clock at night. What do you, what do you need an air compressor for? Uh Go to sleep, you the, kids. You're going to pump up them tires. You're going to pump your tires at night, kids. That one was open to the tires. All right, but we're joking. We're having fun. It's a, we're just we're, playing it's just around. It's a podcast. We're just, we're just trying to have around. fun, okay? Oh, my God. Stop. Is this the greatest tire compressor you've ever seen? This is the greatest podcast ever. I'm Trump. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think one thing that we joked about on this podcast when we first started it was that I was like, I really don't want to get into politics as much. And I knew that having you on, it would get a little my political. political friend, that it was kind of had to be. I'm trying to avoid as much pol- political stuff as I can, obviously, if we touch on it. Because it can just, that's a whole other rabbit hole to exactly. get down into. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I mean, I definitely, I want I've to never there. made my feelings on Donald Trump secret. Well, that's not true. You've definitely, definitely. Re- I have. Recently. I have recently become very anti-Trump. This is a. This is completely different from Star Wars. Can we finish Star Wars and yeah, then maybe Trump? Yeah, let's finish Star Wars. Yes, let's finish the Star Wars thing. Let's so, not ruin it with that. So, the Rise of Skywalker. I mean, so Last Jedi just kind of like sets up interesting philosophical ideas, and then just is kind of like, but the Jedi are always good, and then I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's stupid. Like, why have? Why did you waste the past? Half like hour and a half of my time well, introducing all these interesting ideas and the, all these subversive ideas to just reaffirm mm-hmm. Star Wars. Like, what what are you doing? Like, if you're gonna flip it on its head, flip it on its head. Yeah. Have the balls to actually commit. Yeah, I think Ryan Johnson thinks he's being edgy, but he is really just he's being edgy the same way that like. Well, do you think that maybe some he, like edge lord on the internet? Do is you think edgy. maybe it's he stupid. wanted to be all the way? And Disney kind of was like, no, you need to kind of stick to the. I wouldn't doubt it. I would. I wouldn't put it past. Disney. I wouldn't put it past them. Kind of be like, hey, can you maybe try to push it? We need Ray to be a hero. I'm curious. We need to Ray see, to really be a I would be, be curious to see if if J.J. Abrams did the whole trilogy himself. Exactly. I think it would have been better. I think it would have been better. Now, because I think the, okay. So moving on to the Rise of Skywalker, yeah. J.J.'s second movie. Yeah. I think J.J.'s second movie is like the first third of that movie sped up into a half hour yeah and then you just have like this other movie yeah because it kind of i mean i think they definitely had to put a lot of things in that movie that definitely because the plot doesn't go anywhere it's literally just a car chase yeah that ends on a planet and there's a fight yeah that's the plot and then they go to the i completely forgot about the canto bite thing but completely ruined finn's character completely ruined like who's rose 
Yeah, the like, last Jedi. So the last Jedi really kind of like it's such it the was, last Jedi ruined. And then they've brought in this military industrial complex conversation. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Like, I guess that's people. Okay, so the complaint that I saw that I think is dumb is people are like, oh, why are you bringing politics into Star Wars? I'm like, Yo, why are you bringing politics into Star Wars? It's like the first movies that the. the Right, the Return of the Jedi is about the Vietnam War. Yeah, and the first three movies are about the rise of like fascism, and you don't think that the Empire is are the Nazis? Paul, Look at Star every Wars aspect has of them. Always had a political undertone. Yeah, it. Star- George Lucas is like George Lucas is a political guy. He loves adding politics into every movie he's ever made. Like the worst part the about the the prequels is the fact that you just sit around hearing all this like parliamentary procedure, and they're talking about like tax policy. Yeah, like there's a and, like, lot. There's a lot kids of movies, scenes, and kids wh- don't like that. <laughs> yeah, which is maybe why they kind of got a bad rap. Yeah, because like, it's like a kid doesn't want to hear about the trade blockade on Naboo. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is what is the tariff policy? Like it's yeah. dumb. Like it's 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 political. Yeah. And then then they say that like we're okay. What was what was I going with this? Um, Something to do with um, people saying oh the uh, military industrial complex. Yeah. So the people were complaining that like oh Star Wars is getting political now. Like Star Wars has always it's always been political. always been political, but it's never been a political. I'll say it's never been that way before. You think maybe it's and I think that that was a more interesting idea. The more interesting idea is like, oh, what if there is like a proxy aspect to this of the universe? But then that's then you start getting into all these weird, like complicated aspects of the story and whatnot. But I'll say that in the, going back to Rise of Skywalker, you just have like this movie. You have this one movie where you have to go get this thing, and then you have this other movie where you have to stop this guy. But one of the movies is 45 minutes, and the other movie is an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. And you're like, well, that kind of felt like two movies. It did. And it, I, I felt neither one of them. It, <laughs> so I think if you would have had, like, I think the first half of that being you could have replaced Last Jedi with that movie. Do you think, if, if I'm at, I guess I asked this question. If you would have taken, say, the first half of Rise of the Skywalker flushed it out as a second movie like maybe kind of made yeah. it more tie-in and then you reveal last... that Rey's a palpatine in the second movie and then Akin reveal to... that palpatine comes back in the second movie or maybe don't that's the pal- twist that's the empire strikes back moment that's the oh what yeah we're gonna end the movie like that we're not gonna have, we're not gonna we're not gonna, reveal, Star Wars, that, uh, we're not gonna reveal that palpatine is back in the opening freaking title crawl that palpatine is back that to me, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh come on!" What really? Like you're gonna? It's it's the, it's one lazy. Of the, the biggest Star Wars villain. But it's also like, what else was JJ supposed to do? He kind of had no. He did. The, he kind of had no other choice. There's really no way to like. You can't like. I I definitely think Ryan Johnson kind of left him a turd and said, "Here, polish this and make." I mean, in my opinion, I feel like, I feel like if, I'll say this, if. JJ, not JJ, if Ryan Johnson would have entirely flipped it on its head and committed to the flip and maybe Disney didn't mess with it to kind of make it wrap up with good and bad and leave yeah. yourself with a villain in a... I feel like, personally, it maybe could have still ended up as a cool... If the third movie could have been cool, but maybe if he would have added more of the Palpatine stuff in there. or Yeah, like, don't, like... And then... So then, like he says that her parents are nobodies in the first, in the second movie, and then in the third movie, See, I did, I said, it's like I did JK. Say they, were nobodies. they were nobodies because they didn't have first powers, but it was because for some reason the 
the dark side skips generations for whatever reason. It's, yeah, it's, it just sounds like it's just it's baloney. It, they needed to. It's just they needed filler. To, it's Star crap. Wars, for some reason, always feels the need to be related to itself. Always down the line, there always needs to be connection. A new character always somehow needs to connect to a character that has existed in the past. Yeah. It's always a ben well. Kenobi. The way Star He's Wars, the daughter of Leia and Han. I think that the most important thing about Star Wars is what uh, George Lucas phrases it as: Star Wars rhymes, meaning that like you have these similar things that happen all the time. You have, you know, like you you have the hero's journey of Anakin and Luke. You have like the you have like betrayal and stuff like that you have kind of like reveals that rhyme with each other you have these like i'm trying to think of like another thing i don't know it's that's how he phrases it Mm -hmm. he says it rhymes and stuff like that and then he then jj continues that and jj does that because he does that with force awakens Mm -hmm. it rhymes with a new hope it's the same movie different but it has the same a lot of the same plot ideas it's cat but and bat. It sounds the same, but it just it's got different things yeah, in it. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I think I have I would I would personally say that that's not uh, you know that's probably my favorite movie out of the sequels. I would say that too. Yeah, and then he does it again though because you know there's the parental reveal. Yeah, Palpatine, just like Luke, and then you have. They, the big battle in space, kind of like Endor in Return of the Jedi. Like they they try to do that, but I just think like the reason I really don't like the Last Jedi is that I think it it was trying to be needlessly subversive and it failed at even doing that. So I would have to ask Disney why their decision to do to to give a movie to Ryan Johnson, if why because I think he's they, a acclaimed sci-fi director. Well, I, I get that, but like. He's, but he's also known for doing a lot of flipping on its head. Like a lot of his movies that he's done in the past, he's kind of tried to do something different with them, which I get. I can respect. He's a film that. guy. I yeah. can respect that. I can respect you trying to flip yeah. something and do something different. But when it's Star Wars, and as you said, it kind of follows the same and it rhymes and it goes again. That's what kind of makes it all feel connected. And when you try to flip it, you know what I think is the best new Star Wars movie, and someone's convinced me of this. I think. I think Rogue One. Rogue One is. Yeah, I am with you 100%. And Gareth Edwards, when I watched him the behind-the-scenes stuff, he just felt like a genuine Star Wars fan and just wanted to make like a, a cool is, Star Wars movie. And Rogue I think he succeeded, and it's good. Rogue and, One is one of my favorite movies. Because I think another reason why it's one of my favorite movies is, I don't know how you feel with this, Star Wars brands itself, in my opinion, of being a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. Vast galaxies, pretty, you know, movie Pretty big, right? A galaxy's pretty, pretty big. Pretty big, right? Why, <laughs> why the... And I'm going to curse here. Why the fuck do we keep going back to fucking Tatooine? Right, it's always the, the same planet. Yeah, so we see new places. Jakku. Like, Jakku is Tatooine. Just call it... If you're going to... Why are they just, just call not it Tatooine? Tatooine? Like, it, just come on. If you're going to just be... It's the same kind of planet. Just Same it, reasoning for putting a baby there. Just call it Tatooine. Why is there so many sand planets in Star Wars? Though? Why is there so many desert planets? Yeah, because more an episode. Also, yeah. my thing with the Star Wars planets, weird nitpick, science nitpick. You know, Earth has multiple biomes and areas of life and different things. Why are these planets in Star Wars just like one habitat? That's true. Like, why is Endor all just forest, and why is Tatooine all just desert? Well, and yeah, why is uh, on the Camino all water? 
Yeah. Like, I get that there are things in space that are water worlds, like Europa, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, Jupiter's moon is, like, all liquid. So, it's true, and it's possible, but it's just weird. It's just, like, a weird detail. Yeah. I feel like the only planets that are realistic are, like, Naboo, which is kind of like Earth. But it's almost like the entire thing's the Mediterranean just Sea. Just a nice, beautiful green... Just a beautiful green lash, planet. Lash planet. I feel like one... So, I guess one thing that kind of lends its way to... Uh, Rogue One is that like you I don't see a repeating I don't I mean I, don't, I haven't seen it in a while but is there any movie any like planets they go to that are a planet that is no. similar to and what's cool about it is that I think that they do they add to the lore by going to new planets yeah because they, think, ha- they because they have um so Jedha they don't really go into this and it might be in a book I don't know but sure what I got from Jedha that planet that they're on yeah. is that like oh that must be some old ancient Jedi planet where they used to make lightsabers and have a temple of some kind because that city's clearly built on some sort of like i don't know I mean, it, it reminds me of like jerusalem well, kind of like a, like a, an ancient holy city i mean clearly they had something like that because they have like the giant jedi statues that are clothed in the desert exactly and the, the only reason that the um empire are there is because of the kyber crystals in the planet so those two facts just signal to the Star Wars nerd in me, like, oh, that must be an old Jedi planet. That's so I cool. Think, I think that's one thing that it just doesn't do... The thing that Rogue One does better than all the other movies is that it just is like, okay, we do kind of have, like like I said, with Episode 3 kind of had to lead into 4. We do have to lead to 4 eventually. We have to get to that point. We have to show, like, Rogue One getting the planets of the Death Star and getting them to Leia. Like, we have to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But I think it... Its story is just so much better because it had so much freedom. I think star. I think I think that's one thing is it had a lot. I think that story had a lot of freedom to kind of go where it wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And you have characters that are very different because, I mean, was, I mean, I don't know this. I I don't guess I don't know too much. Longer. Was Rogue One even mentioned in like Episode Four at all? Like about- I mean, it's mentioned in that first like sentence. Or like first couple sentences, you know, like a a group of rebels steals a yeah. So like our plan. Yeah. So like it's just that it's line. A group of rebels. It doesn't say any description of characters. You, they basically said, okay, we're gonna create character. You know, we're gonna create. Yeah, and they have a, like a character that's like attached to the force, but he's not like a Jedi or anything like that. Well, I mean, he, I guess. He I could, think that's cool. I think he's considered. I mean, I guess you consider him a Jedi, but he doesn't have a lightsaber. He doesn't have a lightsaber. No, he just he um, feels the force. Yeah, I think is the only the thing. Force and, I'm one with the force, and the force is with me. Yeah, and it's cool. He's blind, so I don't know. That's another interesting detail. That scene, the that force. first scene with him when he fights the stormtroopers is an awesome scene. Yeah, he just kicks. Shit out of the stormtroopers. Yeah, like the first one. You mean, like yeah, the very yeah, first, like, one. like when they first when they first interact with them. Like, yeah, on uh, Jedi. Yeah, yeah, Jedi. Yeah, and then uh, what's the other one? Scarret. Well, the player, the uh, that's the planet, the Empire, where, the Empire planet with the with the information. I think it's called Scarret or something like Scarret, that. Scarret. Yeah, which is that's a, I think that planet design is so cool because I think of like like a. It reminds me of World War II. Yeah, kind it, it, it's exactly. I was gonna say it, it reminds, reminds me of like, like France, exploring the beaches like, of Normandy. Like it has a very beaches of Normandy vibe to it because it's like a lot of low sandbars, you know, running through the water, taking the, the water. fire. Like it's 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 cool. It's it feels like a war movie, and that's yeah, it does. It feels it feels and that's what's it's cool not, about it. It's not a lot of po- not a lot of not a lot of politics in it. Not there's like internal empire yeah. stuff like uh, krennic is not getting the credit he deserves on this like, death star project i guess i was wrong there is a movie there is a planet that they do revisit Lucifer. what 
Yeah, but but like, I don't really consider that them going there for the story point. They literally show that's just where Vader hangs out. He has a, I mean, in the comics, and then the he has a. Apparently, Darth Vader has a like a temple or a castle on Mustafar. Did you know that? Yeah, I think I've heard I that. I think well, I, I got that impression as a Star Wars, and I think that's kind of dumb. I don't think he needs to have a castle. I don't think he needs to have a castle. It seems too like su- like. <laughs> I'm a super villain. Exactly. It seems like a, super villain. I'm a super villain. Like when I think like, of ca- okay. when I think of a man having a castle, maybe a temple, like a religious. The thing about Star Wars is I think it has like a lot of religious overtones, mm-hmm. and so it'd be cool, I guess, if they had like a Sith temple on Mustafar. Maybe I, that's what they consider it. I played. Uh, they have a, they had a game that came out. I want to say it was probably two years ago. Uh, it's called. Uh, here, like I said, I have this problem where I just completely forget what I'm. <laughs> the game, the things I'm talking about. Uh, you just ramble on about whatever. I'm gonna go get it. So I can... Okay. Um. So Mustafar, what's cool? Oh, so the my favorite part of Rogue One is when Vader shows up at the end and ignites his lightsaber, and then all of everything turns red and he kills all those people. Uh, that scene was awesome. I've never been more happy in a singular Star Wars moment, I think, than watching Vader just annihilate all of those rebels. Oh, that's it. That seems... I'm like, that's Vader. That's... And what's really cool... What... What's really cool about that ending is that it, it helps Episode 4. Oh, yeah. Because if you think about it, when Episode 4 happens, I always thought it was very strange that he follows Leia, gets on this ship, accuses her of stealing these plans, and then she's like, no, and then he's like liar. I'm like, it's kind of extreme. <laughs> but clearly, you can tell that. Yeah, like, I get he's evil, but he's not unreasonable. Like he's very for as evil Darth Vader as far as evil as Darth Vader is, he's very collected. You know, he's very cool. He's yeah. very precise. Yeah, and for him to overreact like that just seems a little out of character. But if he saw them. Leave with the plans. He knows she's lying, yeah. so he might be a little yeah, bit more does, angry. Help it. So, as I was saying before, I walked out of the room. There's this game called Star Wars Jedi: Fallen Order. Oh, I've heard that game's pretty good. So it takes. It's based on a care. the The story is around a character who, Cal, Cal. who is played by Cameron. Uh, if anyone knows the TV show Shameless, he plays the. Uh, one, the gay brother, the redhead, the gay brother, redhead kid. I don't know his name. I don't know Shameless. I've seen like one episode of Shameless. People tell me I, I would like it. I've just haven't really it, watched it's, it. It's pretty good. Uh, so the whole point of this story is kind of about how like, I mean, this is what I gathered from it. it it's you know, about, you know, kind of learning, you know, learning your own way through the force and like finding your own way through the force and discovering the it kind of like shows you fundamentally discovering the force like the whole point the beginning of you know the 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 the, the, the couple scenes kind of when you're learning relearning because the whole the movie the movie the game starts out where you're on this planet and you're a scrapper and like you don't really show that anybody you're a jedi like obviously your character's a jedi and you have a lightsaber but you don't really are you like a padawan who survived yes you're a padawan who survived the attack okay. so a lot of the skills that you learn are all based on through uh, flashbacks to where your master was teaching you this certain, you know, it's basic video game things. Like you learn the skill because you're remembering that you had, like I learned how to force push 
in the game during like a, a flashback scene to like when my first character only set a force push and then force pull and you know double jump dumb stuff you know video game stuff it's yeah. all shown through flashbacks and in the final flashback scene you show how your character got to the point where he is and how he feels like he's failed his master because his master gets killed yeah at the end and you have to face that you go and you go to a you go to a dark side temple uh, a you know temple and you face that fear and the whole point of this is you're supposed to restart the Jedi Order. It's the Jedi Fallen, Fallen, the Fallen yeah. Order of the Jedi. And the whole, the whole, you know, the underlying thing is that you need to restart the Jedi Order. And that there's these indexes that you need. There's an index that you need to get to. Yeah. To unlock this. And, there, you know, the Sith is the, 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 the Empire is following you. But the Empire has this, you know, group of sort of Jedi, you know, Force-sensitive people called the, the Sisters. Or the... The uh, yeah, second the, sisters. I think it's, is it like that chicken? I've been seeing a lot of rebels, but there's like a there's some like evil chick character that is like that. It's a second. They're called they're called they call them second sisters, or no, no the characters called. I don't know. I can't remember. I would have to look at the description. Uh, yeah. So basically, there's like the. I wish they would have kind of gone more into detail about the second because you fight you the only two sisters that you fight against are two and seven, but it's assumed that there's I think like a bunch of force sensitive characters. Anyways, my <laughs> thing is with that story is that it kind of like I think Star Wars needs to get away from the you know the Skywalker trilogy. And kind of do its own thing because I think its best movies could potentially be outside of that story. Because Star Wars, Mandalorian, it's Mandalorian. Star Wars is a galaxy far, far away. Galaxies are very big. Why do we have to have all these stories based around this main plot point? Why can't we do something here? Like yeah, this whole universe. I get Jedi kind of pull. You know, when you think of Jedi, it's always going to pull you back into Luke. It's always going to pull. You know, the the Sith is always going to pull you back into Darth Vader, Palpatine. You know, I would like to make for a Star Wars movie. I would if I was given. The opportunity to make yeah. a Star Wars movie. I would love to make a Knights of the Old Republic movie, like yeah. like a foundation. Like picture something that's like this is what I envision for well, a Star ever, Wars movie. Have you played any of those games, make. the Old Republic games? No, no, I haven't. And part of me doesn't want to because I don't want that to taint. They don't really because it's not like canon. It's anything, not really so. canon, and it doesn't really go in depth on like the actual how the Old Republic was run. Right. Because I mean, the old republic. I'm not even thinking like something this, older. The in this story, it's all based, you know, in the in the old republic game, the first one, it's all based around like the Sith. There's no such thing as the Empire. It's they're just the Sith. Yeah. And the Sith is taking over the galaxy. Right. And the Jedi Order exists, and they're fighting against. It's like it's not like Republic, in Empire. It's Jedi Sith. A uh, a Star Wars story. So the Star Wars story that I would like to tell would be something that's like the creation of the Sith. And so I, I envision a story that's something kind of like you have a Jedi Order. It's kind of like any other ancient religion kind of just starting up. Like they have the the technology still kind of there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like lightsabers are kind of ancient. And maybe like starships and stuff like that are just, just on just being created. Like it's a very new universe. Yeah. Um, or like the stuff that we learn later comes like thousands of years later, like yeah. so far into the future. Yeah. And then I would like to see something where like you have like a Sith fall away and find like a new path. He creates the Sith, but the Sith, 
I wouldn't think that you create the Sith to be evil. You create the Sith to be kind of like, oh, I, I see their point. <laughs> well, it's the power. Like it's it's all about power, power and control, control and, and yeah, yeah. And so, because like, wouldn't it be cool to watch a movie? I don't know if this is just kind of like CGI fest, kind of, but like. I think it'd be so cool to have like a battle sequence with like thousands of Sith and thousands of Jedi and just like lightsabers and. What do you mean? Didn't we have that in uh, Episode Two? No, because they all stood in one spot and just went. Did like, you? Have we ever seen the behind the scenes? They filmed every single Jedi alone on a CG on a green screen sound sound stage. See, I think that's impressive. It's cool. Give it that, <laughs> but it doesn't look that good. <laughs> it looks. It looks, looks kind of dumb. It looks really. It looks like I'm picturing king. something like Return of the King or like Battle of Winterfell kind or of freaking Endgame or Endgame. Just something to that scale in Star Wars of just like hand to hand combat is something we haven't seen before. No, and I think sure. something that is that fans of it would really enjoy. Oh, and yeah. I think you could really just like. And if you really want to get into the lore of the Jedi and the lore of the Sith, that's a good way to could you could do make it. it like the very, foundation of them. You could make it very similar to like a uh, Lord of the Rings kind of style, where like you make it themed very like, you know, uh, I mean, what would you call Star Wars? What would you call Lord of the Rings? Like very medieval, I guess. Would you call? Well, medieval? like Lord of the Rings. What's weird about Lord of the Rings is that like fantasy, medieval, the move the the movies that stories like I mean I've never really gotten into like the Middle Earth stuff, but I know that like. That story is like the middle of that story, like it's a big story. Like it, it spans like through like five eras or something yeah. like that. And what like, I mean, like, is like in like you would, I wouldn't say it would be in that style because when you think of Star Wars, you think of technology, like crazy technology, space, whatever. What if you kind of had a Star Wars movie that was almost like in the medieval times of like the technology that, like you said, like that's what I mean. Like it's like, there, what, but what it's it, not you like you it have is. like these very like big war group mentality, like Jedi, like you said, like it's an army of Jedi and an army of Sith, big epic battles. Like imagine if you took the Battle of Minas Tirith and you just, or you know, if Helm's Deep or any of them, and just yeah, gave them all lightsabers. Yeah, wouldn't that, that be would awesome? Be sick. That would be sick. That'd be so cool. Disney, hit me up. Hit me up. I got an idea. Disney, hurry up and buy I know it. I crapped on you earlier, but it's because you don't do stuff like this. Hurry up and do hurry stuff up, like hurry this. Up and buy Lord you. of the Rings, please don't. Don't buy Lord of the Rings. I don't need another Lord of the Rings. We don't need any more. I will. Well, take, Amazon's making a Lord of the Rings show. Take. We do not need any more Lord of the Rings. In my opinion, yeah, Amazon's making something. Amazon am, is actually making the most expensive TV show of all time, am, and it's Lord of the Rings. I am very happy with 12, eleven hours of extended edition. Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'm sort of okay with the Hobbit trilogy. I think the Hobbit's fine. I think people give it too much crap. I think it's. I think it's the Battle of the Five Armies. I think it's has good ideas. I, I think just, Desolation of Smaug's. A good I movie. just think I think it relies too much on CGI, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's kind of goofy CGI. It's because the orcs of the of also, Lord of the Rings, the orcs in Lord of the Rings, they didn't have the CGI character to make them like all models. Like they had like big groups they could make of CGI characters, but individual one to one scale CGI, they didn't have that technology. So what was cool about that is that it made the monsters, the orcs, seem more human. Right. They're because they were they're there. They're orcs. They're real. So they're the, they have you know. all the I think majority or maybe all the orcs in the Hobbit trilogy are all CGI. They mm-hmm. don't seem as human. They seem more monster, which I get because it's like more battle against these monsters yeah but i think it would have seemed i I think it would have fit the story better in my opinion Mm -hmm. 
if they would also i don't know how many teams you've seen the extended editions uh i don't know if i ever actually have seen you the need to watch editions. the extended edition it takes a goddamn long right, time. it takes forever that's why i don't think i've done it so in the, we're going into apparently lord of the rings now briefly on this retentioning on star wars briefly to talk about lord of the rings another fantasy uh do you know the whole thing with the trolls and the hobbit where they could been they you know when uh bilbo and like the dwarves or get trapped by these troll these giant trolls mm-hmm. and they're going to eat them mm-hmm. and then they he delays them until the sun comes up and they turn into stone right well there's a scene in the extended edition of lord of the rings where frodo aragorn and sam and mary and pippin camp for the night near that location and they see the stone so it's referenced in that early of the movie and i'm pretty sure in the book it happens as well Oh, that's cool. I didn't know how much stuff they actually took out of the book and used. In that's the, interesting. They took apparently the a, a lot of the stuff that they cut out is a lot of the stuff. That was I in think the book. I, so. Maybe this is a hot take. If we're talking about Lord of the Rings, let's talk about Peter Jackson. Oh, well, this is a weird connection actually, because I know where you're going with it. Well, so Peter Jackson, not a big fan of Peter Jackson movies. My big gripe with Lord of the Rings is that like if you cut out all the establishing shots. The movie must be like two hours, <laughs> you know. Like you Fair. could probably cut off like Fair. a half hour of the movie. Fair. It's just like I get that it's a journey, and you're trying to convey this like scale of the world, but yeah. like do it a little bit more interestingly than some helicopter shots of them walking through New Zealand. Yeah. I don't know. It's just there are moments of that movie that I think they could cut out and it speed up. It's my same problem I have with like his King Kong movie. I'm like, speed this movie up. There's like. Not enough happening he, to he justify does, it being does, this slow. One thing that he, I find he does is he does dwell a lot on... He does sit on big scale shots for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm just he like, I get show it. Vast, he, he does like to show vast landscapes. Is the Lord of the Rings trilogy his love letter to the country he loves? I mean, it kind of seems that way, right? Yeah, it seems that way. He's like, I love this country. I'm just going to do establishing shots of literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. Did you find... Did you know this? The character who played Boromir... Mm-hmm. Sean Bean mm-hmm. does not like helicopters. Is afraid of flying. Hates flying. So they did. Uh, really? This, there's a story. I almost the, met him one time. Sean Bean. Sean Bean? Oh, it's not Sean Bean. Sean Austin. Oh, uh, Bill, Sam, uh, Sam. Uh, Sam Wise. You yeah. said Sean. Yeah, for some reason so you Sean said Sean Bean, Bean. Sean Bean. Sean Bean dies yeah. in literally. He dies in everything. He dies in literally. Yeah, yeah. He's never been in ever. Uh, it's true. He's like the white Samuel Jackson. That's yes. literally every movie he's ever been in. Yes, he just for, dies. Except for Looper and Marvel. Yes. Well, man, he still dies. Samuel Jackson? Kind of. They fake his death. Well, I mean, is he alive, though? Because isn't he being... Isn't at this, Oh, he's on the beach at the end, but is that really him? No. And uh, ending of Spider-Man. Yes and no, because uh, I'm talking about... I was actually referencing um, Winter Soldier. They kill him. Yeah. But he fakes his death. But he's not really dead. Okay. He's not really dead. Anyways. So the thing what happens, so they as you said, it's a big vast scale shot, so they did a lot of helicopter shots. So I guess they were filming a scene on top of a mountain and the only way to access that was either by like a really, really long car ride, like a couple hour long travel pathway, or flash speakers helicopter. So I guess he was so terrified. Of flying the helicopter, he refused to. So he would go into makeup like hours early, mm-hmm. put it all on, and then would scale the mountain on foot in costume. 
So they would just so, do so the real story. So he did not have to. They just so do he didn't have real? so he didn't have to fly. That's so he, crazy. So he was he would just I, mean, I don't know how much I, don't, I mean it was like an hour trip. So there's a behind the scenes thing where they said that the, you know they the rest of the cast would be flying to set. Oh, and there's Sean Bean climbing up the side of the mountain in full beer Boromir gear, like you know, just like, looks like just it just looks like Boromir on a yeah. quest. <laughs> yeah, like, that's funny. Like I, I, he apparently I mean, he talked about it too. He said he just hates flying that much. That's interesting, huh? Hates flying that much. And did you know that uh, the guy who played Aragorn, the actor who played Aragorn, uh, Viggo Mortensen, Viggo Mortensen was not originally cast to play him. Who was? It was. Give it a goog. Give it a Google. If anyone can get this faster than me on the internet, you won't. Uh, do you want to hear the random Sean Austin uh, anecdote? Yeah. Uh, when I was a campaign intern. Uh, for the Emily Kane campaign yeah. for a brief period of time. Um, I He was coming to do like a stump speech or something for her, you know, kind of common pro- campaign for her, yeah. you know, celebrity endorsement kind of deal. And uh, I stopped being her intern like a couple days before he came because <laughs> I got sick of working on that campaign. Hmm. Yeah. So, so the actor, I could have met him, but I chose to quit the campaign early, and I didn't have, get the chance to meet him. You could have met him. Could have met him. Apparently, it was by Stuart Townsend, and I believe Stuart he was Townsend? in a vampire movie. I believe he was. He played. I believe he played like Van Helsing or something. I believe it was something like that. He's an Irish actor. He's best. Know, he's best know. known for. What are you best known for? Most notable portrays. Oh, okay. So nothing that great. Never mind. Imagine <laughs> a lean of extraordinary gentleman. gentleman. He's in. He's in that movie apparently. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Imagine. Apparently, I mean, I don't think he quit. I just think they said. You, know, this other you guy. know how I feel like that. How many times do you think that's happened in the history of them casting the actor? And then realizing there's that, like another this actor. This isn't gonna work. Like this clearly isn't working. The chemistry's not working. We class the wrong. Oh person. yeah, that happens all the time. But how many times do you think they've just did it anyways, though? Like, like they were just like, ah, eh, we'll just. I guess we'll. You know, we already have one. Who was? You know, why would we want to recast at this point? Like, how many movies do you think have done that? Oh, probably so many. Because okay. they they don't want to go through that production. So I, I guess what happened like, was it was like they, they were like mess. on set for like two or three weeks with this Stuart Townsend guy. Right. And they were like, this guy, this is just not working. Like, he just doesn't fit the character. So they were like, hey, Vigo, uh, you know that movie you auditioned for that we, you didn't get the part? Hey, uh, we need you to fly to Australia. And also, hey, you need to get, uh, you need to learn how to uh, use a sword within like two weeks. Because we're filming like action scenes and you need to like know how to do this. Like, S-A-S-A-P. Wow. And he had never like touched weapon before in his life. That's crazy. That's one thing I would recommend if you want to watch like film. I'm like a huge like behind the scenes. I love behind the scenes stuff. So if I if if you're not gonna watch the I listen to director's commentary. You're not gonna I do too. I do too. I do do the same exact thing. If you if I was to recommend one behind the scenes documentary, it would be the Lord of the Rings one. There's two versions. There's two they have two behind the scenes. They have a one that the cast talk about their time on set, and then there's a one that's solely based on 
and the cast kind of is in that as well. It's solely based on the filming of each movie, like the filming of it. It's it's based on like like the location they decided to go to and like the CGI behind this character or the reason why we chose this actor to play this role. And then there's a whole another one that's based on solely the character's perspective. Huh. So it's like two running like behind the scenes things at the same time. And they're both, in my opinion, incredible. And like I, they're, they're, we, I have like the box set, the uh, extended trilogy box set. Huh. Uh, and I, I don't know. I just love behind the scenes shit. It's to Matt to me. I think maybe it's kind of arcs back to the beginning of this conversation. Way at the beginning of this episode is the reason why I like want to do media stuff is because I watch so much behind the film. Like I, I could that seems that's so fun to me. Yeah, like new music too. When an artist puts out uh, like a, a behind the scenes of when they recorded the album in the mm-hmm. studio, I'm like. Give me more of that, please. Because I'm so fascinated to see how people's minds I've work. watched a couple of those, but I haven't really watched much of those in, like, recent years. I remember watching this documentary on, like, Disturbed, cre- uh, like, doing their, uh, was it Inside, Indestructible? Is that yeah. that album? Or Inside the Fire? So, well, it was I, the, I don't know. I was never it was, really I think Indestructible was the name of the album and the lead single. But Inside the Fire was also on that album. I don't yeah. know. That was a long time ago. Yeah. But um, I haven't watched, like, much of those. I've seen, like, some behind-the-scenes um Actually, you know, it's a really cool show. It's on Hulu, uh, Songland. I've I, heard that. I've my heard sister showed it to me. I, I thought Pat, it was cool. The Pat McAfee show is was re- that record. I was her- where I heard about that first. I've oh, showed yeah. it out like three, po- four podcasts so far. The podcast that the people do for The Office, PMT, KFC, and now uh, Pat McAfee show. So three essential Barstool, because I guess Pat, Pat McAfee used to be Barstool. He used to be, right? Yeah, he's not anymore. No. He 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 t- retired from football, joined Barstool, and then went off. And after his contract was off, he went off and started his own show. Right. Um, oh, so a thing I was going to mention before. Uh, so the weird thing to connect from the beginning of the conversation, Peter Jackson. Uh, you mentioned World War Two in color. Have you and I mentioned HBO? The reason I had mentioned that mm-hmm. is because on HBO there's a Peter Jackson documentary called "They Shall Not Grow Old." Yeah, it's a World War One documentary that's in color and restored, and it's all these old recordings of these like old British guys talking about their experiences on like the front lines of World War One with all of this like footage from then like, colorized and now I... and everything is like filled. All of the like B roll is like accurate sound like foley artists like creating like the footsteps and like it all sounds authentic voice actors did lip readings and like or lip readers translated what people were saying and like actors read the lines so you just see a guy in like the background like say something to his buddy and if they can tell what he said you'll like hear it in the b-roll and stuff like that Hmm. it's super cool it's like you're it's like you're there in world war one and i just highly recommend if you like old war documentaries that that was one of the coolest things that's one of the, I've ever the most, seen. That's one of the the one of the three most grandpa things about me because I feel like I have a lot of as a twenty almost twenty six year old man I have a lot of grandpa as a man who almost buy <laughs> who almost has to buy his own health insurance almost has to buy his own health insurance <laughs> pretty soon here I'm actually talking about it right now uh, I I have three grandpa values about me I like to drink black coffee I could I could side with that I'm pro black coffee I eat plain old-fashioned donuts like just not chocolate or frosted just vanilla i like those. donuts 
and I like watching old war documentaries. Those are three things. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll that take are those. So grandpa, now, grandpa in my, now in my defense, my dad, my brother, and I all share the you know we like like uh, the Civil War. Like we're all three of us are really. Big have you ever watched the Ken Burns Civil War documentary? Yes, we've all we are all really big on Revolutionary and Civil War. The three of us, like, for some reason, for some reason, we're all connected. Just like, not oh, the War of 1812? What's wrong with the War of 1812? Screw Or that. the Spanish-American War. Didn't matter, man. Didn't even matter. What, the, what is The that? USS Maine was what? blown up in the Spanish-American dude, dude, War. Do you not care about dude, Maine, man? Even, dude, what? Do you think this is a Maine podcast? What is this? Is this about Maine? Way up north? Oh, my God. The Way Up North podcast brought to you by the USS Maine. And kaboom. <laughs> Sponsor. Speaking of which, <laughs> I want to shout out to Anchor. Anchor is one of the... Greatest music streaming platform. <laughs> Anchor. They make a podcast. So what's great about Anchor is is that you can uh, upload your podcast completely free. You just create an account with them. You upload, you know, however long, you know, three hours, you know, twenty minutes, forty minutes, forty minutes, whatever amount minutes. of time, and it actually reaches out and it distributes your podcast to every podcast platform. You can look at anything. Google, you know, Google Store. Uh, Apple Music, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever other, you know, whatever nonsense podcast platform that for some people, for some reason, feel like they need to be on. Uh, I don't, I'm trying to think what else there is. There's like Pod, Pod. Yeah, there's, there's pod, like some pod, third party. Pod, pod. I, I really like to listen to my podcast on this weird third party platform because I'm. I'm a contrarian. I'm a contrary. I listen to my audio podcast on this random. Uh, anyway, you listen to Spotify, you know how much they track your data. So that's mm. going to be there. Mm-mm. And what's great is they actually help connect you with uh, advertisers who bet fit your products. Now, and there's no minimum listener requirement either. So, like, you know, so far our only sponsor has been Anchor. But potentially, you know, if this podcast gets somewhere and actually does things. You get Squarespace. We could get Squarespace. (laughs) Squarespace. it it, It connects us. And, like, I mean, we've been making, you know, I've made a dollar, almost a dollar fifty on... 18 episodes of a podcast. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, it's only been... We started the podcast in February. Hey, it's it's something. Money's money, man. Money is money. You know what's funny about the podcast sponsorships? Is that the is that the end of the plug? I It was. It didn't really... It was kind of a meaningless plug. I really don't necessarily need to do the plug because there is going to be the role at the beginning of this episode and that is the plug. But I like to just throw it out in the middle there just to see if they're paying attention. So I'm getting double sponsors. Oh. I'm trying to double up on them. Just... Keep talking. What 15. if you just made an anchor podcast? Just a podcast about what if I just were podcasting on anchor? The ad of the podcast and just repeated it over the whole episode. That's a prank I'm gonna do. What if it's just literally gonna be the intro B roll I have of the podcast intro? Just cut over the whole thing. We should do a podcast entirely auto tuned. That's what's great about doing it through a, a, a DAW rather than doing it because we did a lot of the podcast over Zoom. Yeah. Which I mean, I guess I could go and like edit it after the fact. <laughs> yeah. But like when Will and I first started recording the podcast, we did it over. Um, how did we do it originally? Oh, we did it. So I recorded it all. Oh, this is a. This podcast has become way more convenient than it ever was. So we recorded it on my PC. We did it through OBS, which is a capturing mm-hmm. OBS. We use that at, at work. Yeah. So we, we we did it through OBS. So I would we would go through uh, Discord. We would you know we had a Discord server that him and I went on. Uh huh. We would get into the chat room. I would have the input be from the desktop, which would be the chat. 
Mm-hmm. I would record only the, I would record just a black screen and then the audio. I would then have to convert the MP4 into an MP3, which is for some reason a pain in the butt yeah, it is. on PC for whatever reason. It's just a pain in the butt. And then I would have to take that MP3, yeah, email why would you even it do to that? myself. Because that, that's an easy thing to do with Adobe stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Adobe yeah. Media Encoder. Yeah, yes. But I didn't have it. Yes. Or do not have it. So that's why it wasn't easy for me. I, so I, then got, I, I got it. If you want the password, we're going to steal you. Steal stuff. Uh, and then I would email it to myself. Yeah. And it uploaded it into Cubase. It's which a podcast Cubase, with extra steps. Which Cubase. Cubase. Cubase exports. Can, for some reason, there's no option to export it as a. MP MP three, so you have to do a wave. Wave, which is a huge file. Yeah. Then I have to bring it into iTunes, turn the wave into an MP three, and then upload it, which is like a that's so tedious. Which is a like it's like a five step process for like an hour long worth of content. Yeah, and this you could just export it as an MP three. So <laughs> then we started using Zoom, which was like all I had to do was just say record the which is nice, which is great about Zoom is you can record it records the video. And audio together, then it also records the audio separately. So I could take the audio, bring it into Cubase, edit it, and then put it up. And then I could send Will the I would send Will the video. He would he would do the edits that I you know I'd send him the time stamps of where I edited it, and he would mm-hmm. do it, and then he would upload it to the or and he would send it back to me, uh-huh. and I would upload it. We only have like three video episodes, three or four. And now and then a couple times when he was here, we would just record directly into. The audio interface, mm-hmm. which is how, in my opinion, it should be. I mean, it, I mean, I feel like if you have a podcast studio, I think most podcasts are recorded directly into a DAW or something of the sort, mm-hmm. or like a radio, whatever they use for radio. I mean, oh, online, obviously, it's easier to do it over Zoom, and I feel like podcasts have boomed over the quarantine because of Zoom. People are like, hey, you know, I can just, you know, my friend who lives in... And over there. Over there, I can do a podcast with him, which is basically... I just thought it was, we did a couple episodes where he was at his house mm-hmm. down the street and I was here. When, so you just where like he like because they had the whole like you they had the whole thing where it was like I guess we're gonna sort of get into the politics and the you know COVID and everything like that where like yeah we weren't allowed yeah, to we're gonna house. we're getting we're gonna running out of time here it's eleven o'clock at night now oh boy we're getting lit here on the way up north in the way, way up, up north podcast hey it's the way up north late. way up all the way, way up, up way all up night way up late it's the way, way up north after dark it's <laughs> welcome to way up north after dark we're drinking beer and talking about podcasts on a podcast COVID-19 COVID-19 so it was funny because he would record at his house mm-hmm. and I would record here but we were like you know 100 maybe 100 yards apart maybe mm-hmm. more than that but you know I could if I was to look it was wintertime I could probably see his house from my back deck if I stood out there mm-hmm. like I don't know I just find in my in my opinion if I can continue to work on this quote unquote brand I've been referring to it as a brand to kind of like speak it into existence that maybe I can make more more than just a podcast because I think the whole goal that Will and I had and I think you and I have talked about is like I want to make more. I want to make more than just a podcast. Like I want to do like skits ideas and like other types of videos yeah. and like other types of audio content. Like I had this whole idea it'd be really funny to just like script a podcast. So it's entirely rewritten 
So it's just... But it'd be something dumb. Yeah, it's like a radio. It'd be a... It'd be, it's like an old radio yeah, set. Yeah, like, like an old radio like, set. I wanted to do like old radio set, like entirely scripted, like word for word. I mean, maybe a little improv here and there, but like pretty much a word for word. Like you need to have exact stories and get to the certain point. Like almost like it's a radio, pretty much like a radio station. Like, oh, we're going to talk about this sports thing today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like back in the day, they used to play like, um, like in the 40s and stuff, they'd have like westerns on. Yeah. And like other weird, like random shows. Well, I mean, like people used that to people would just like. Yeah, well, it was like the, it was before TV like, happened. It was before TV happened. Oh, before the telly. Before the telly happened. Before the telly happened, there was the something old, called the ride. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, when I think. <laughs> When I think of that, I think the of way uh, Christmas Story. Yeah. When they're listening to the radio. Do you, have you seen that movie, Christmas Story? It's about that kid. Not nah, for a really long time. Well, there's a scene there. I don't know if they have a TV. I don't think t- they had a TV then. And where the in the storyline, mm-hmm. the the plot, it's they listen to the radio because he has to. He's like a secret private thing at the end of the radio where he has to listen to the numbers that they are said. He punches it into his decoder pen, and it spells out. A brand that he gets mad about or whatever like it's like he was like all excited about like he had to listen to this one broadcast and it was finally the secret that he had he finally got his decoder pen and blah blah whatever and it was just like a sponsor yeah whatever it was you know because you know everyone's like shitting on no like sponsors are like this new thing they've been around forever it's just people are just are way more way less shameless about it now yeah they're like literally just we're just gonna you know what's crazy about ads is that a lot of time people don't even realize they're watching ads or looking at ads like by that I mean, one thing a weird trend I've seen on social media is like news pretending to be news, but in all actuality, it's just an ad. Like, have you ever seen a an article that says something like, "This new gadget is going to change everything"? Yeah. But it's like from some science or tech website, and it's like masquerading as like a news story, or whatever. And it's like that's not news; it's just an, an elaborate ad. ad. It's just an ad, or uh, or the thing Amazon. Amazon recently just. I had a bunch of radio stations do ads. They they framed it as a news story. Yeah. But it was just a big commercial. Yeah. Jeff Bezos is a great guy. Yeah. Did you know he would... I saw this thing. It was like he would have like another $50 billion as a result of this pandemic had he not been divorced. <laughs> they, they talk about that. When, when, him and like, his wife, when him and his wife got divorced, she became, what was it, the third richest woman yeah, I think so. Something, something like, that. like that. She might have become the richest woman. Richest Maybe not imagine more that. than. Imagine divorcing a guy and then subsequently. You become the richest become woman by the richest divorcing, woman the richest by divorcing one of the richest men. That like, says something. That's like, that's a that's huge. What, well, I, I would it, guess that the Walton women, the whole Walton family. Yeah, I think there's a couple of them. I would imagine that they're probably the wealthiest women. There was a uh, there was an NFL player went after the divorce. He like DM'd uh, Jeff Bezos' ex wife and was like. What you doing? Like, sup. What's sup. Sup. Like, yeah, like, sup. Sup. Like, yo, you're the richest woman in the world. Slider like, DM. I, you up? I'll retire from football. I can just live with you forever. Like, you, like your husband's going to make No, sugar daddies can be normalized. Why can't sugar mommies? Right? Right? Am I, I mean. That's double, equality. Du- double standard. The double standard. I think powerful rich women should have men. That they give money to for no reason. Just like there are rich men who give women money for no reason. Uh, that is my equality. Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, Epstein? Jeffrey Epstein is a deep state conspiracy. He's CIA. <laughs> CIA. All right, he was well, paid to get dirt. He was paid. Have you seen that documentary? All of it? I We haven't finished it yet. Finish it. 
I'm going to have to now. You it's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty uh, evil. John, is there any... Well, I guess we'll wrap it up because we're coming up on here almost three hours. I have, this is the longest this podcast. This is the John Petrie experience. Ever this is the John... I swear to God, if like we do continue to do podcasts together and it's three hours, I'm going to hate myself because I'm going to have to edit this. Now, thankfully, we did cut. At one there was that one moment. We did cut. There's those other moments. But, I mean... I, this I, is why I need... If I was going to do a podcast, I'd love to have a producer so I could take notes. Like, whenever we change a topic, like, just t- timestamp it. Yeah. So we would know, like... Oh, we did that whole bit about apples. Like, apples are dumb. Get Star rid of the Wars. apples. We did a whole bit about Star Wars for basically probably an hour of the episode. It was solely based on Star Wars. If I had to guess, it was probably about a good hour chunk we talked solely about Star Wars. No, you could probably just, like, split up into two I parts. Could, I You know, maybe what we should do in the future is, if we do do this again, we should record, and then when we get to a good point, cut it, and then just start a new one right after that. So we can just do, hey, we have, like, an episode for, like, Three weeks, I don't even have to worry about it. I can just, you know, schedule them all to come up for the next three weeks. Actually, it would be a bad idea. Just, like, send like a t- send me a topic idea to something to talk about. Yeah. And just, we'll come up with a bunch of talk- talking points yeah, underneath we, that one topic. That. And then just record, like, a bunch of them. It's, it's funny, because we, me, I guess this is kind of the last thing. When we first started doing this, <laughs> I made a Google Doc. And I would just put all the things I want to talk about. And then we would go through them one by one. I find that's like the best way to kind of start a podcast is to kind of make structure for yourself because it kind of, I mean, I feel like for the most part, this conversation kind of flowed, evenly flowed. We didn't really have a lot of stop or we're like, oh, what we should talk about next? What should we talk about next? No, it like kind we, of flowed and stuff. Flowed it was like well. moments. Now we kind of covered a lot of random ground. stuff. So now if we do do another one. Well, it's just funny because you started, this all started like you trying to, I tried to like doing background and life. stuff like that. And then it just devolved into... So the last thing, whatever this was, the last thing I'm gonna ask John is, what was your first impression of me? If we're gonna full circle as a person, like as a as ten a year old person. boy, as a ten year old boy. What was oh, your first I I definitely didn't have a brain to capacity to be like oh empathy like oh he who seems is this man? he seems like a stand up young lad <laughs> who Telling I I see high. I see high potential and great opportunity in this friendship. Your, your mom thought it was like... Oh, My mom's cool. first impression of you was probably... I bet John would like hanging out with him. They both seem fun. He, he seems like a fun kid. Me. Fun. Uh, I'm going to just my Twitter bios now. If you listen to them, it's just going to be a fun kid. I need to figure out my Twitter game. I think your Twitter game is pretty good. I figured out my Twitter game. Have you... Have you... Have you... You don't... I don't think you understand how... In depth, or not in depth, how surface level my Twitter game is. My phone's gonna die, but I have to read some of my tweets <laughs> off. My Twitter so, game. I'm proud. I've never been more proud what? of my Twitter game. Recently, can we been, can we cancel Banaber flavored flavored freeze pops? Was my most recent tweet. That's a fair take. It's a goddamn legendary tweet. A tweet before that was. The older I get, the more I realize that Shrek Two is one of my favorite movies of all time. I did talk about that earlier. Fair tweet. My Twitter just is essentially turned into whenever Trump tweets something, I go, why did you say that that way? You dummy. That's essentially my Twitter. I'm pretty proud of this tweet as well. It says, instead of people blowing bubbles at my wedding, I'm going to buy each person a jewel, and they're all going to blow smoke as we walk down the aisle. <laughs> oh, that's a millennial. <laughs> it is. It makes... And then I will pay Mike Bloomberg to get off my YouTube ads. Was another <laughs> tweet I had. That's a good one. And I said, how, and then another one was, 
how's everybody's farm on Farmville doing? Fair That's tweet. A, it's I mean, fair tweet because no one, no one knows how their farm's doing. No. What if everyone's farm's out of control? Have they been operating this whole time? Adulthood is discussing vacuums with your coworkers. We've had that conversation before. There was a moment I realized I turned into an adult when I saw a blender or something like that at a Walmart, and I was like, oh, I could use that. Isn't I that what? That. I want to know in my brain what happened in my brain that made me think that household items are like something that I'm like, I need to get that. When I got a pan for Christmas and I got excited, I'm like, I'm old. I bought a cast iron skillet like two years ago. Like, and I was like, this is the, one of my best, <laughs> my favorite tweet of all time. Here we go. It describes me, mailman in the streets, package deliverer in the sheets. <laughs> Legendary and, tweet. Uh, I think the most liked tweet I've ever had is I, I tweeted a couple summers ago. I tweeted, spent the whole summer in Rumford and didn't get addicted to heroin. <laughs> Hashtag success. I think that was my biggest tweet ever. Another one is. Uh, it must be because I remember it for some reason. It said, some woman just came up to me in Kmart, grabbed a random shirt off the rack, and told me I was a good knit. Listen, lady, hot girl summer is over. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. My thing with my Twitter, the reason I was thinking about Twitter is that I actually have two Twitters. Yeah, I noticed that you, I saw that you have two Twitters. And I actually have three Twitters. Oh. Have you, th- you have a really old one. I, I was looking through some old, old tweets of mine. And I think I tweeted, like I have some archive. I deleted tweets, one one time. But it's like. JP, it's like JP's, like something like, like something numbers, whatever. Probably 27. Something like that. Probably. I would imagine. That was my lacrosse number. That's usually what I put. Yeah. Um, But yeah. I have three Twitters. I have one that's at John P. Tree, making a joke about my last name. Mm-hmm. Um, The other one is at the John P. Tree, spelled like my name, but just with a the. Um, I I created that one because it originally was like a JP Tree CMJ. It was a UMaine mm-hmm. news. Uh, it was a UMaine like journalism program Twitter, and so I've thought about using that one to maybe try to because I don't know. I've, I've just been. I want to make my Twitter that like friends old friends follow. Maybe I should just keep it fun, <laughs> and then make the one that's like a little bit more serious. Serious and keep that one a little bit more career oriented, but that one only has like fifty followers. It's just like random journalism students and yeah. stuff I went to school with. So like, it's hard because you're moving your platform from one, like trying to move like your content from one platform to another. Right, because I already have like if you have like a couple hundred people that follow you, like that seems like it'd be a better place to start. But if they 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 aren't following you because they're interested in what you do. Weirdly enough, they're not following you to figure out what you're interested in. No, they're following you just because. Which is, it was like the social is, expectation which at is the time, what my and they Twitter still do. Has become it's just a full circle. I went from tweeting just random stuff to tweeting things that I thought people wanted to know about my life, and now I'm like, no one cares what I'm doing. I'm just gonna tweet random jokes and random things that just come into my head. Like I had this joke I did not tweet. It's actually stayed in my archive where I said, "Growing up, I for some reason thought birds would shit on me more." Because movies made it seem that way. I yeah, that's fair. I was like, I was like, that's a. Ge- I mean, I think I don't think it's a genius tweet, but it's like, don't, <laughs> movies didn't you just you th- blow it's a, my it's a mind. Genius tweet. I mean, it's, it's true, right? In, yeah. Don't. Wouldn't you think? Because like in movies, I find that for some reason, 
people get shit on my birds all the time. And as an adult, I got I got shit on by a bird one time. I thought I would be shit on a bird by now. Now I may have just jinxed myself. I may get shit on by a bird tomorrow. <laughs> when I was a kid, I got I, I fed a seagull a Dorito at the beach, and then it flew up in the air and it pooped on my head. Did it shit the Dorito back on you? I guess it, seagulls. It, if you are wondering, seagulls are not a seagulls are not a big fan of Cooler Ranch Doritos. They like the nacho cheese, probably. I think they're more of a nacho cheese. Or like the what sweet are you, chili. Are you a Cool Ranch or nacho cheese guy? A Cool Ranch. 100%. Did you see they came out with the uh, the Cool Ranch with like the extra seasoning on it? Extra Ranch? It came out with like, it was like more of the seasoning. <laughs> more Ranch. More seasoning. More Cool Ranch. That's pretty cool. They should have, they should have, they should have really done the big, the big brain thing and just called it Cooler Ranch. Cooler ranch. And they just had the Dorito on the back with sunglasses. What about just rancher? <laughs> ranch. Cool, cool rancher. Just ranch. This is ranch, and this no, is rancher. Ranchier, ranchier, ranchier. This is the ranchiest. This is the ranchiest chip you've ever had. Uh, I guess all my old drafts are gone. Oh, yeah. what do you think about this one? <laughs> this is kind of a bad one. For this last segment of the podcast, we're just gonna read our old. Look at this draft. Is this like a little? Uh, was this harsh? I didn't tweet this one because I thought it was a little harsh. Are you gonna? Is it, are nah, you, gonna, you can just read it to yourself and you just let me know. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be a little edgy for the plot. Yeah, it's a little edgy. Oh, that's why I was like, eh, I, mean, I don't edges, know if I should say that. I mean, edges. Edge. Would you say... I have this draft that just says a few bad apples. The full I said the full phrase is a few bad apples spoils the bunch. I keep whenever everyone's like, "Oh, it took a few bad apples," but like they're only saying half the phrase. The phrase is "a few bad apples spoils, spoils the, the bunch. bunch." That's why it's a phrase. That's the point of the phrase. Fair. You don't just say like it's such a basic thing to say like, "Oh yeah, there's a bad people some places." I'm like, what? That's a stupid thing to say. Mm. But that being said, oh my God. this is ASMR. This is did God just did God just enter this room? Yeah. This is when when prophets from way back heard God. Did it sound like this? <laughs> hey buddy. You're the chosen one. When when when, hey. when God when God came down to Adam and said, Hey, don't let that woman don't let that woman go after that apple. Did yeah, don't say, let that lady eat that apple. Don't she's only by trouble. And then and then don't listen to the little snake guy. The snake is dangerous. I gave you. I get. She's part of you, man. She's she's your goddamn rib. Hey Noah, I'm gonna make it rain. <laughs> I'm gonna make it rain. Hey Noah, hey Noah, you're gonna want to get two of everything. You want to get two male, two preferably female and male. Yes. You so don't like want two males or two females. It's not biologically it, uh, good for it's like also the not, time being. Even it's though also, you're gonna be here for forty days. It's also so not, I don't know why you needed two. It's also not in the Bible. Well, I guess they're it's all It's also dead. not in the Bible that male and male can be together. That's true. Or, or is it? I don't know. I, I I know it's like the Bible contradicts it, itself all the time. It, it, it hasn't been. Did I yet. say this stuff? I don't. I must have been drunk. I guess I'm God. I'm God. I, what I say. And is that truth. is probably the best way to end. I am God, and I have truth. <laughs> well, as AS, ASMR God, John, I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. Yes. If you would like to indulge me in coming on further episodes while you are here, and maybe when you are gone, you are more than welcome. If you, you know, we can talk about this more after. For sure. Maybe doing you know. Something together, content-wise, I think is something that I've always wanted to do. It, it was pretty easy to talk for two hours. I mean, I feel like you and I have phone conversations that last two hours anyway. So this, I didn't have, I have, I love you, Will. You're going to hear this, but 
I was really excited to do this podcast episode because you and I have really good... We can just talk for hours about dumb shit. And we can go from serious to stupid to like, okay, to just really dumb yeah. in like a matter of seconds. Exactly. Like, it's like, oh, oh, you know, COVID, but... Oh, man. Oh, but COVID is not in poop? <laughs> Maybe? Exactly. Like, we can go from... That was an article I sent one time. Oh, this is a funny little anecdote about Corona before we go. Uh, I was in a work meeting, a Zoom. This is a, a pandemic story. Um, I was in a work Zoom meeting, and then I opened up Twitter because someone was talking, and I was like, um, I'm going to listen, but I'm going to go on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and so I go on Twitter, and I just see this New, uh, New York Post article, and it was just like, does coronavirus spread through farts? <laughs> and I was like, the New York Post? Come on now. And then, or maybe it was poop. I don't know. It was either poop or farts. That's awesome. And I sent it to one of the coworkers on the Zoom call, and then he just started. Cr- he couldn't keep it together. He just started cracking up, and then we got called out <laughs> during the Zoom meeting for be. I don't know for like not sharing with the class. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna bring up the poop <laughs> in the work meeting. That's you can't funny. talk about poop in the work meeting. Signing off. Can't talk about poop in the workplace. Can't talk about poop at the workplace. Can't (laughs) poop at the workplace. Can't talk about poop in the workplace. You can't talk about poop at the workplace. (laughs) How many times can we say that before we end? Can't talk about poop at the workplace. Yeah, you can't talk about poop at the workplace. No, you can't talk about poop at the workplace. No, you can't talk about poop at the workplace. I'm so, so, so sorry, but you can't talk about poop in the workplace. Bye-bye.